you you must be very serious about god uh, if not you won't be here on a thursday evening am i right yeah thank you hosanna 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 in the highest hosanna 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 in the highest lord we lift up your name familiar that by the way pastor ronnie that was awesome awesome uh, worship yes we appreciate you yeah mark chapter 5 very familiar story verse number 25 right up to 29 If you don't have a Bible, like someone said, sit next to a Christian. Then you'll be okay. Or you've got it on the screen there. Mark chapter 5 verse 25. Ready? I'm reading from the KJV. Okay? King James Version. We're all kings, so we read from the King James. And a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing bettered but rather grew worse interesting can we read verse 26 together she had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had 
and was nothing better but rather grew us. She had a situation that was... Then, when she had heard of Jesus, when she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind, that means th through a crowd, and touched his garment. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. Verse 29 together. And straight away the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. For these next 20-25 minutes, I'm going to share some thoughts on the power of God. On the power of God. That's a good place to say something. On the power of God. I'm sure you have come here and everybody in this place, including me, we face different situations. We go through circumstances. Some of us come through it better than when we entered into it. But then there could be some of us in this room tonight that are faced with situations. You have done everything in your knowledge and ability to change. But nothing is changing. You know why nothing changes? Because you need power to change something. Uh, you see, we want change, but it's not change that brings change. It's the power of God that brings change. What, what's the definition of power? Power is the ability to cause changes. That's what power really is. And there are different grades of power in the Word of God. We have popularly heard of what? Dunamis. We have heard of exousia. But no, there are different higher grades of power. You may have or you may not have heard of the power of God which is called Kratos. Or Ishkus Kratos or Epikaizo. These are different grades of power. The power that you require to light this place up is not the same power that you require to light entire city of London. So you have different grades of power depending on what you look for in terms of the outcome. You follow what I'm saying? Okay. The story about this woman who had an issue for how many years? 12 years, teaches us much about the power of God. Much about the power of God. And the power of God is not found in the complexities of life. It's found in simplicity. The power of God is found in simple things. Even to light this whole place up, it only took a small what? Switch. It... So power is not necessarily connected to big things. But it's, it's found in little things. Someone say the power of God is found in simple things. Okay, let, let, me, let me prove this to you. But before I go to the proof of it and then get to the text. Now we know what power is. 
Let's talk about the power of God. Now, if someone were to ask you, uh, brother or sister or sister and brother or whatever your beautiful name is, if someone asked you a question from work, in the Bible, where is the greatest power of God displayed? Where is it? Someone may say creation. Some others may say something else. Someone may say it's the virgin birth of Jesus. Someone will say, so you've got so many ideas and expressions of power. Are we together? Okay. So all of that is right. All of that is right. But the scripture tells us where you find God's exceeding greatness of his power. You have the power. You have his, the greatness of his power. But the Bible talks about where God even exceeded the greatness of his own power. You want to see it? Some of you already know where it is. Ephesians chapter 1. Let's go there. Glory to God. I said glory to God. We are going somewhere with this. Get excited. Even if you're not excited, don't worry. You'll get electrocuted. You know, you know how when you get spiritually electrocuted, Hi, good to see you. Uh, when you, you know what I'm talking about. You don't need to get excited. Don't worry. Something is about, about to happen. Ephesians chapter 1, verse number, let's take it from verse number 19 and 20 if you're okay. Let's read together. Would love to hear the sound of English voices. Let's go. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power? Can you see that? What is, see, it starts with a question. What? Not what is the power of God, not what is the great power of God, but what is the exceeding greatness of his power? What is the exceeding greatness? Where do we find God's power in excess? Where do we find the greatest display in the word of God where the power of God is concerned? Where do we find it? What is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe? Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to read it. Mm-hmm. Which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead. Stop there. What is the greatest display of the power of God in the word of God? The resurrection of Jesus, not according to the gospel of St. Jerome, but according to the epistle written to the Ephesians. Are we together so far? Yes. yes. So creation, yes. Great power of God. Virgin birth, great power of God. But beloved, when you, when you get to heaven, I hope you do. If you're not sure, give your heart to Christ tonight. Amen. So when you get to heaven, you can ask Paul. Paul, you mean to say what Pastor Jerome said was also true? Because I thought the greatest manifestation of God's power was the virgin birth. It's great, but nothing surpasses the fact that the Holy Spirit raised the dead body of Jesus back to life after three days. That is the greatest display of God's power. Amen. That's what the scripture says. So, 
Have I offended you already? Now in these three, four days, I'm going to try not to offend you, but let me apologize in advance because I do a bad job at it. What is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who what? Believe. So now look at this. The power of God. Now some, I saw somebody, Pastor David, somebody on our Facebook today uh, because we had showed a miraculous video or something. Someone got offended with it and replied, Pastor Jerome, why don't you go to the cancer hospital and uh, heal everybody if, if God has given you the gift of healing? It was not a British person. It was a, you know, typical singular, singalese, singular fellow. Okay? Got offended. So maybe somebody in the family died of cancer. You see, and when that happens, people get offended. These script pastors are all the same. They're all fake. You know, they're not faith healers. They're fake healers. All useless fellows. They're after your money. So this is what people say. Why? Because they want the power of God to be displayed everywhere. But the Bible doesn't promise that. The Bible promises that the exceeding greatness of God's power is to anyone who what? Believes. If you don't believe, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. It is to us who believes. And I don't take it for granted that all of you believe just because you came. You can go for a movie and not believe a thing you watch. And some of us would have come here just to see who this man is. (laughs) All your relatives in Sri Lanka have been talking about, let me go and see how good looking he is. (laughs) I'm happy we're getting along fine. And I get the feeling those of you thought, let's go and see today. You're not going to miss tomorrow either. Because we're going to build precept upon precept, line upon line. And at the end, if you don't have a church, you're going to find a church. If you're on the lurch, you're going to go to church. If you are a backslider, uh, you are going to find Christ again. You, something is going to happen. If you need healing, you're going to be healed. He's not going to leave you empty. So the power of God is for not... For, not for those of us who sit and watch. But it's for us who what? Believe. Mm-hmm. Now let's go. Not home, but back to the verse. What is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead. That's the greatest manifestation of God's power. Why? Pastor Jerome, why do you say that? Because Jesus, when he was dying on that cross, the physical pain that he would have gone through and the agony and the amount of blood that gushed out of his body and the ruptured heart and the the intensity of the The agony of what Jesus went through. Anybody who has some kind of sense should understand that that kind of a body has no chance. Again, you have to bury it and forget about it. No wonder the disciples were lost for words when they saw him walking through the door. And then they couldn't believe it. You know what he said? 
Give me something to eat. I love Jesus. Wherever Jesus is, there's food. Praise God. Yes. Some people think he fasted all his ministry. No. No, no, no. He ate. I'm only saying this because there's a teaching. I hope I can preach. And Pastor David said, Pastor Jerome, you just go ahead. Now there's a teaching going around that Jesus was a breatharian. You know who a breatharian is? You don't know who a breatharian is? Okay, a breatharian is someone that breathes, doesn't eat. They breathe air. That's it. They don't eat. Because Jesus, it seems, said, man shall not live on bread alone. But every word, but they are misinterpreting it by, they think Jesus said man shall not live on bread at all. But that's not what he said. He said man shall not live on bread alone. Anyway, that's beside the point. That's beside the point. So, when you look at the dead body of Jesus, there was no chance on this earth for that body to rise again. There was no blood in that body. There was no spirit in that body. That body was gone. That body was gone when they put a a Roman seal on the tomb. That meant he was never going to come out. And Jesus taking your sin on his body, according to 1 Peter chapter 2, verse number 23 and 24, the Bible tells us how he went into hell. Because every sinner goes there. And he fought the devil in combat. And he won for us what Adam lost. And Romans chapter 6 verse number 4 onwards up to verse 14 suggests to us that the Holy Spirit, the glory of the Father raised him back to life. Impossible. But it happened. It happened in three days. I just believe that if you can believe in three days from this conference, things can happen in your life that you never thought was possible. I'm talking to somebody right now. You may have come here without hope. I'm not just preaching a good sermon. I'm preaching to you life. These these words that I speak are spirit and life. They are doing something in your soul right now. And they will do something in your physical body also. Amen. So the woman in the story, we are coming back to that. I didn't go on a rabbit trail. I just explained that to show you what the power of God is. Okay. It's for us who believe. Not for us who watch and wait no no us who believe so during this meeting in the next 15 minutes as i conclude and we go into a time of worship and ministry just be open and believe that all things are possible amen all things are possible to them that believe so in the story it's a woman and the scripture says that she was a woman with the issue now not all women have issues digest that for a minute But this woman had an issue. And some of you nudged your, don't do that. She had an issue and you know what her issue was. Her issue was not visible to the naked eye. Isn't that amazing? Why? Because she was hemorrhaging on the inside. Most people who attend meetings like this, when you look at them, you cannot even tell. That they've got issues. They ignore you while you preach. For courtesy's sake, they'll say an amen. Maybe they'll clap once in a way. 
Because nobody coming for these meetings ever want to say, we've got issues. No, no. The issues don't come out first. The tissues do. <laughs> Wait a minute. The tissues come out first. They must say, it's time for me to go. But real issues are not external. They are internal. They are internal issues many people go through. And what she was going through was 12 years. And her internal bleeding was so bad. She would have been skinny. Talk to doctors. We've got doctors. They will tell you if a woman keeps bleeding nonstop for 12 years, she's going to be skin and bone. And while she's there, now watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. The Bible says that she had spent all her money. Are we together? She had tried all the physicians. Are we together? Okay. So, she had actually tried th three things. I call them the three M's. Man, money, and medicine. You can say it together. Man, money. She had tried all three. Man, money, and medicine. But when all three failed, then she thought of Jesus. My God. Sometimes the greatest hindrance to the power of God are those three M's that I just told you. I'm preaching better than you're responding. I said the three M's are the greatest hindrances to the power of God. How many of you know that from where I come from, we've got a lot of power uh, in terms of electricity, but we've got a lot of power cuts also. <laughs> And in the Christian circle, what a lot of people do not understand is the power of God flows, but it can be hindered also. Not by anyone else, but you. You can hinder the power of God by the simple three M's that I shared with you. Don't ignore me now. Man, money, and medicine. I can't go into detail. But if I see you tomorrow, I will share more. Now, once her money ran out, she thought of Jesus. Whoa. As long as the money is there, some don't need God. Some don't need God. We've got the money, honey. Three M's. They don't need the fourth M. This is the Messiah. They don't need it. They don't, we got money. We got pounds, brother. <laughs> got enough money. So that's why in certain cultures, people work 12 hours. Why? Because they believe God ain't going to put the food on the table. That's the kind of God they serve. So money is everything. And as long as you have money, you don't need a miracle. Why? Because whenever there is a need, you've got money to pay. So this was perhaps, perhaps, someone say perhaps, perhaps one of those power cuts in her life. And the Bible says she spent all. So when the money ran out, she had no other choice but Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Where is this Trinity Church? Where is, where, where, where is Pastor Jerome coming? Uh, uh, was that your mindset? No, not you. I'm not talking about you. We're talking about people who are not here. 
Money is a big hindrance. Then man. Man. Oh, my uncle is there. My auntie is there. My pastor is there. Oh, the government is there. People I know are there. Oh, money is coming from here and there. Man will help me. So and so promised me a job. So and so said they will do this. That doctor is the best. Oh, he failed me, but I went to a specialist. And until the specialist tells you that there is nothing special that he can do for your extraordinary special condition, that's when you realize money can't help Man can't help, even if man, even if you had the money and man cannot help you because you're going to rarely find somebody to help you without payment. So then money seems to be powerless. Man seems to be powerless. Then you have one more choice, medicine. Hmm. Let me check. Are you here? Okay, just checking. Medicine. Oh, Pastor Jerome, now I don't need you to pray for me. Because everything that the anointing used to do, now I found a tablet that can do it for me. Yes, and by tablet, we don't mean this. We mean, yeah, yes. Oh, my blood was having an issue. You know, there's a tablet to sort it. Until your body gets used to the tablet and starts rejecting it, and then the medication doesn't work anymore. And then you go to the specialist that says, look, I'm not Superman, but we've run out of all the tablets to give you. The only option for you now is pray to God. Have you heard people say that? Only God can help you now. In fact, it should have been the first step, not the last. So this woman we are talking about who had the issue has now had money, man, and medicine let her down. Now she thinks of Jesus better late than never. I said better late than never. I said better late than never to think of Jesus. J-E-S-U-S. We both have names starting with J. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. He thought of Jesus. She thought of Jesus. And here's what she did. Amazing. Are we together? Okay, in five minutes I'm done. Hopefully. Here's what she did. She did something amazing that all of us, including Pastor Jerome, can learn. She decided to touch the hem of his garment. And the power of God flowed through something as simple as a piece of cloth. Back to my point, the power of God is found in simple things. Simple things. Simple things. Someone says simple things. The power of God is found in simple things. So she did three simple things, which I want to tell you now. Number one, simple things. Let me get the three to you. Are you ready? Okay. Thank you, Lord. Three simple things. She made a simple choice. What was her choice? I'm going to touch. I'm going to touch it. Are you, are you here? I'm going to touch it. That's a simple choice. 
The power of God is found in simple things. She made a simple choice. No matter what your situation is tonight, what if I were to tell you that you can tap into the power of God by making a simple choice? Just a simple choice. She touched the hem of his garment. Touch. It could, it could mean that you just lifting your hand today is a simple choice. Just clap is a simple choice. Walking up to this altar is a simple choice. And there are some who can't even humble themselves to make such a simple choice. But the power of God is in simple choices. I'm going to touch. How difficult? Do you need an MBA to touch? Now, do you, I, I think you need one. Because some of you are confused. Do you need a, a psychological or degree in psychology to touch? You don't need it. Simple. And yet, many people don't do it. Worship leader says, Pastor Ronnie says, lift your hands. Ronnie, Johnny, nobody can tell me. Sonny, no one can tell me to lift hands. I'm not doing it. It's your choice. The power of God flows through simple choices. Number two, simple things. Garment, my God. Tonight you might be healed by just me shaking hands with you when the anointing just starts to flow. Are you, are you here? But you don't go out of this place saying, See, you, he didn't touch me, he didn't lay his hands on me. I came, I came 200 kilometers, what's the use? Is that, oh, the power of God flows through simple things. Simple choices, simple things. And last one, she had a simple belief. She said, I know. I know, I know. She came to a place where she was assured in her spirit. I know if I can touch the hem of his garment, I will be healed. There was no doubt. And you know the amazing thing about this woman? Being a woman, she didn't ask anyone for a second opinion. Because had she gone to somebody and sat down and said, guess what, I have an idea to get healed. Okay, and her best friend in church said, okay, sit down, sit down. Let's have a cappuccino. Tell me what your idea is. So we'll imagine her name is Lucy. So Lucy, tell me what's the problem. Now Lucy says, you know what? Doctor can't help me. Medicine can't help me. I, I have lost all the money now. Everything is lost. So I decided, I've heard about this Jesus. I am going to touch his garment and I'm going to get healed. Lucy's friend who is a very educated person will sit Lucy down tap her on the shoulder Lucy there's a good psychiatrist <laughs> down Heinz Road just 50 pounds and there's one tablet that people like you should take. Because Lucy, you are going totally, absolutely, you are mad. Spiritual things make non-spiritual people think we who are here on a Thursday night, we are absolutely mad. You're absolutely mad to believe Jesus. 
We're absolutely cuckoo up here to believe in healing. But I want you to know, let God deal with the critics. It is you who need the power of God. It is to usward who what? Believe. Glory to his holy name. Make a simple choice tonight. Believe that the power of God flows through simple things. And a simple belief. Simple belief. She didn't say, I'm going to fast for three days. God will not hear me until I fast. Why did he give you intestines? Why? My God. He, he, we have these funny th thoughts. No, he won't hear me until I fast. No. Simple things. This was such a serious issue in the early church that Paul had to write to the Corinthians in 2 Corinthians 11.3 and says, I'm a little worried that you are leaving the simplicity of Christ. The power of God is in simple things. So tonight, I don't know about you. I know, I know I can smell faith in this room. But I'm just believing God for great things. Okay? The situations you are going through, it's not prayer that's going to change it. It's the power of God. And that would have offended somebody right now. Because you're busy praying... But you must understand you can pray and pray and pray, but not all prayer attracts the power of God. Now, I don't have time to explain that, but it's dangerous to leave that hanging as well. Uh, but there is a type of prayer that activates power. And many have prayed for these meetings, and I believe the power of God is present to heal those who are sick and to minister to those who need ministry. Okay. Can I tell you one more thing about the power of God? The power of God has intelligence. What does that mean? That means you don't need to inform it. Lord, my right leg and the ligament in my bottom knee is having a problem. Can you send the power? No, you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. How many of you know when you get electrocuted, your whole body gets it? You follow what I'm saying? In the same way, this lady, long time ago, about not long time, two years ago, she was stricken with lupus. Okay, that thought will never leave me because it educated me on how the Lord does it. She's been with lupus for 10 years. Some of you may be knowing her. Uh, testimonies on, on our website and uh, YouTube. Uh, stricken with lupus, she came with a walking stick. Uh, she's got heart issues, she's got back issues, she's got a lot of issues. A woman with a lot of issues. Now, you know lupus is, I guess, incurable. So she was on a lot of medicine. She came for our Wednesday Miracle Healing Service just first day. It's unbelievable. There are people <laughs> coming two years waiting for their healing. And then you got one person coming on the first day who's been suffering for 10 years, and you might have that question. Pastor, how come that happens? The power of God is to us who believe. Some people are like a sponge. They just, like a lightning pole. You know what? Lightning hit me, kind of thing. You know? They just attract the power of God, just like. So she came up. She said, Pastor, I have these. I said, shh, don't, don't, don't tell me what it is. Just lay the hands. That's all. That's all. No shouting. 
Just let us simply lay hands. That's it. That's it. No pushing. Come on, somebody. At least one person is angel. I need your autograph after the service. You know what I'm talking about? Because some feel unless you fall on the floor, there is no power. Come on, here. We are called to raise people from the floor. Amen. Yes, the power of God knocks people down. Paul, it happened to Paul, yes. But uh, some have the impression, you know, unless I saw, you know. No, no, no. So she didn't fall. Are we together? She didn't fall. She didn't hoot. She didn't roll on the floor. She didn't shout. Neither did the man who prayed for her. But she knew something had happened in her body. What happened to the woman with the issue of blood? She felt in her body that she was healed. Tonight, you're going to feel something in your body. You are going to feel it. Because you cannot experience the power of God and not feel it. Can I tell you something else? You will never yawn while being electrocuted. <laughs> never, 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 never. A yawn suggests that nothing's happening. But don't let someone's yawn offend you because some of us can be experiencing the power of God while someone else is just doesn't yawn. Don't you remember that the majority of the crowd was pressing, but the power didn't touch any of them, but the power touched one woman? This, this is why all the disciples were surprised. How come we were not? How come we were not healed? How come? How come? How come? How come? How come it was that person? How come? Yes. How come? Because it's to us who believe. After 10 years, that woman was totally cured of lupus, a miracle that is surprising many in the marketplace of Sri Lanka today. And... Uh, amazing and I didn't say father now in the name of Jesus uh, send the power uh, to the bones and the and the blood and the spine and nothing nothing who am I to inform God hello father in the name of Jesus now she has lupus why am I informing him Uh, you follow what I'm saying just lay hands on the sick and they will recover so get ready Get ready. I believe your hearts are open. Thank you, Jesus. Let's stand. Let's stand. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Let's worship for 10 minutes, okay? Sounds okay? All right.